Learning to listen to God, next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. If there's one thing we've learned in our journey through Hebrews is that God, who was beforehand unapproachable, is now very much approachable through the Lord Jesus Christ. Here in Hebrews chapter 12, we get a clear sense of this and a call to listen to God because he is speaking to us and through Christ, we now can hear him. Welcome to Truth For Today, our weekend edition with Pastor Phil Howard. We're in Hebrews chapter 12, join us, won't you, for today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 18, for you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At that time his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken. That is, things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Application. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. This is the fifth and final warning in the book. The fifth, the first warning, Hebrews 2. Do not drift. How shall we escape if we neglect? The word of God. Hebrews 2. Then he goes into Hebrews 3 through 4. If you don't believe God, you will never enter the divine rest. You will forfeit it. Chapter 5. If you abandon Christianity and fall away, you will fall away to your own perdition and an irrevocable decision that you can never be renewed. A stark warning 
Don't abandon Christianity and go back or it will bring eternal perdition. Chapter 10, verse 25. If we go on sinning willfully after we have been informed of Christianity and of Christ, there remains no sacrifice for our sins. And then this final warning, which is really verse 25. Listen, listen to what God is saying. And he does it by way of contrast. He goes to two mountains. And he goes to two kingdoms. And then he goes to basically two voices. The two mountains was he compared Mount Sinai. And we go to Exodus 19 for the narrative. And if he were to go to Mount Sinai, he said God spoke. But it was scary. It was dark. It was loud noise. The mountain shook. Even Moses was terrified. Animals would be struck dead. It was a fearsome, awesome voice that shook a mountain out in the Sinai Peninsula. But you'd better listen to what God said there. And thus Israel got the Degalog or the Ten Commandments. They received the 613, they received the legislation for the uh, people of Israel. You better listen to that voice. But now by way of contrast, he says, but we're introducing a new covenant people. And we appeal to the voice of God from a heavenly Zion, from the heavenly city. God has spoken to us in his son. And this city is grace. This city is inviting. This voice was kind, tender, approachable. But hear the same voice, whether it's shaking Sinai or appealing from heaven, God is saying, be sure, be sure you listen to what I'm saying. And look at the description of the, in, the, the inhabitants. You've come to Mount Zion, and what's in the city? To an innumerable company of angels in festal gathering. That's interesting. That word is only used once, and it was used of community parties to throw a party. Did you know that heaven is a place where you can party? Jude says when you land in heaven, you land with exceeding great joy. Think of that. When you think about approaching God, do you think of just being uninhibited and just being able to rejoice? Could you dance in the presence of God? It's quite a contrast from Sinai. You couldn't even touch the mountain. And you die. But here he said, angels in the presence of God are throwing parties. And you remember what Jesus said in Luke 15? If a shepherd finds a sheep and brings it back, does he not throw a party? If a woman finds her engagement ring lost and brings it back, does she not throw a party? Don't be alarmed then or amazed at God every time a sinner comes to Christ, they throw a party in heaven. What would you do at the party? I'm amazed at how many Christians are so stiff and uptight. The Jews were told to go up to Jerusalem three times a year to worship and party. They would eat for a week, drink wine, celebrate, 
dance, sing, and adore their God. Our God is a lot happier than his people act. He's a happy God. He's a God that tells them in the Psalms, dance, sing, hit cymbals, make some noise, act alive. And we say, if it's not a mausoleum, it's not worship. No, we need to learn to party, but you don't need cocaine. And I don't need to be having a hangover. I could party. We will party. For, this is what angels are doing now in the presence of the same God that shook Mount Sinai. What's the difference? Jesus' work on the cross has tamed everything in heaven and earth. You're going to be welcome there. It's going to be wonderful. You're going to be at ease. You won't be sneaking around heaven and say, well, what will I do? Does God know I'm here? Yeah, he does. You can't get there unless you go through the door. And you'll be there. Then he goes on and he says things like this. We'll come to the assembly or the church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven. And so he's saying that we're the church that belong to the firstborn son, the heir of all things. And he's going to share the inheritance of the firstborn with his church the bride, and we're the kind of people that to be in this number, we've already had our name inscribed on the books. Did you know what happens at the end of time? God judges the human race at a huge judgment called the white throne judgment, and there's one thing missing in the book. He can find your name is not recorded. Have you not put faith in Christ? He'll open the book. One set of books, you'll have a record of every sin and every offense you've ever done. And on the other one book, one book, he looks, I'm sorry we can't find your name inscribed. But he says in Revelation of his own people, your names were inscribed in the book before the foundation of the world. My name is written there. Is your name. You know, it's one thing for you to say you know God. It's another thing for him to say he knows you. You remember what Jesus said? Those people said, Lord, Lord, we did all this in your name. He said, you don't get it. I don't know you. You say you know me, but I don't know you. And it doesn't mean omniscient knowing. I don't know you intimately as someone that belongs to me. So... We're going to go to a place where my name and your name as a believer is written down. Where we're going to join the party with the angels. And then we're going to come God, the judge of all. Now, does it bother you to think you're coming before the judge? I'm guaranteeing there's a mixed reaction in this audience. I would be afraid to come before the judge if there were any outstanding warrants for my arrest. Because the judge has either dealt with your problem in the past or he's going to deal with it in the future. The judge has got to deal with you one way or the other. But the good news of the gospel is because of Jesus Christ, he's already satisfied the judge about your crimes and so judgment is passed. You're not condemned. You're declared right in the court. Folks that have never taken Christ will face all their crimes before the judge. 
But we'll be at ease and say, Judge, I've already got out of your court. Matter of fact, I've been in your family a long time. You can't judge me. You've already dealt with it. It's a scary thing to live and always to be looking to see if you get caught. The right, you said, the wicked flee when no man pursues. He's always guilty. Are you running? Is your conscience tracking you down? Maybe the hounds of heaven trying to get you to come to Christ. Turn, turn. So he goes on and he talks about enrolled in heaven, God, the spirits of righteous men made perfect, probably Old Testament saints, Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. And I love this, to sprinkle blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. What does that mean? Well, in Genesis 4, Cain killed Abel. And the narrative says that the blood of Abel cried out. And the cry was for justice and vindication. Vengeance. You're a murderer. You killed me in the act of worship. My blood cries against you. But the blood of Christ, it speaks for us, not against us. It doesn't cry for vengeance. It offers forgiveness. The blood of Christ is much, much greater because of what it's purchased for those in heaven. His blood shouts to God, forgiven, paid for, covered. What a marvelous, marvelous thing. So God has spoken through grace. He's spoken in law, and he's saying, pay attention to my voice. Pay attention to my voice. Now, when he makes the appeal, don't refuse him who has spoken, he says something very sobering. Don't refuse the one who is going to remove all created matter. Everything in creation is set up to be removed by a single word from God. And you're not responding to that word. You're not treating that word seriously. And he goes on quoting Haggai chapter 2 verse 4. All creation is going to be shaken. Not just Mount Sinai. God is going to shake all of creation as it were. And then he's going to reveal only those things that cannot be shaken. Which is his kingdom, what he is the head of, and every kingdom of man, every kingdom that Satan has corrupted, all of creation, according to the Psalms, will be rolled up like a scroll. And Second Peter says, God will simply speak the word, and this whole ball of wax will go up in smoke. Everything we've trusted, loved, lusted for, fought for, coveted, whether it's things, relationships, real estate, everything in the created order that he made will be incinerated and pass away with fervent heat. And so he's saying, listen to me. How do you think you can escape a God that can absolve the whole created order? How can you escape this kind of a God? That his word created 
all, all the stars, the universe, and listen, his word, not a rocket, not an atomic blast, not war, his word, he will say, be dissolved. And the whole atomic structure of all of creation will unravel and it will pass away in a loud noise and fervent heat. And you'll look around. There'll be no stars, no islands, no earth, no sea. It's all gone. Only one thing will still be up. God's kingdom. God's people. God's promises. God's word. He will have the final word over all of creation. And he says, Please listen. God's been talking to you uh, for ages. He's talked in these last days in the sun. He talked in the prophets. He talked to you in this book. I sent prophets. I've spoken through angels. I'm speaking through a son. I want to talk to you so that John says, I sent the word not in a volume, but in a son. You know, when you have a feud... The most stubborn and maybe the most hurt in the feud often makes this choice. I'm through talking. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I choose not to forgive. I choose the distance. I can get used to giving up the relationship. It's over. And God, between God and man, God's the one that has never given up talking. We're the stubborn one. I ain't listening. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You ever know people like that? I don't want to hear it. Would you mean it doesn't agree with you? No, I don't listen to anything that doesn't agree with me. And here's God in the scriptures. You see him in Isaiah 118 begging Israel. Come, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they can be white as snow. Come, he said, the, the ox knows its owner, and the donkey knows where the barn is, but my people have forgotten where I am. Come, Matthew 11, come, you're weary on religion. Judaism is wearing you out. It's gone into apostasy. There's no rest for my people in Israel. I offered them a rest in Isaiah 30, 15. But I am the rest of God. Come. I want to talk to you. I want you to hear me. Do you listen to God? Can God talk to you and you hear him? And I'm not talking about nights of pizza and dreams. I'm talking about his word. Can you hear him talk to you through this? Do you ever hear him in preaching? Do you ever hear his spirit in your conscience? Talking. Talking. You might just try just putting the Bible on your head at night. Say, Lord, let talk to me. Talk to me. Because you don't read it. You need osmosis. I thought I was losing my mind one time and I told Kelly every night I just read the Bible and I claim 2 Timothy 1. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power 
and of a sound mind, and I sleep with my Bible on my head. You will not let me have a nervous breakdown. I broke, but I retained some IQ. I'm not telling you how high it is. God's talking to you. He's talking to them. Don't go back. God's giving you the best in Jesus. God is talking to you in the Son. He's talked to you in many ways in the past, chapter 1. But these days, he's talking in the Son. Can you hear him? His last warning. Please, please, please listen to God. A man that perishes without Christ has refused to listen to God. You think of what Jesus said in Matthew 7. He said, there's two kinds of hearers. There's one who just hears me as the multitude heard the Sermon on the Mount. There's others who hear me and do what I say. And he said, the hearers are simply people who are building their life upon sand, that which will pass away, and the storm will come, and it will reveal what you built on. The other who hears and obeys my word is like a man who builds upon a rock. The storm comes. Both men face the same storms, but only one has a foundation based on Christ. The storm is coming, friend. Judgment is coming upon the earth. Tribulation is coming. The islands of the sea are going to flee. Nations are going to battle. They're going to go to Israel. They're going to go to Armageddon. This place, you cannot believe if God sees fit to get us out of here soon. It's going to go up in smoke. You cannot imagine. That's why you need to read Revelation. I'll let God describe it. God will not be silent judgment. He's got a seven-year period. He's going to settle score with the nations who have rejected his son. Judgment is coming. Are you listening and obeying? I see another problem with us. We've got people that, uh, these kinds of responses. And Jesus told about four kinds of soil. One soil was used of Satan as a thief. It's amazing. Sometimes I wonder if I ought to keep preaching because of how little results it seems to produce. How many apathetic, non-obedient hearers we have. Yeah, I, I've talked to people sometimes. I said, by the way, uh, how long have you been going to that church? Five years? Uh, who's your pastor? I don't know. He, there's something moves up there every week. Where is he preaching? I don't know. Is that important? The band was good. The band? What about the voice? The voice of God. But see, we're in such a liberal state in America when you abandon any confidence, the only reason you people for the years have shown up around here is not the preacher, is you believe the Bible. Amen. And we can, we can talk to you about the Bible. Uh, we can mess with your life, tell you things that anybody else, you tell them, mind their own business. But if I've got a Bible verse, you actually put up with a man saying, well, I'm talking to you, and you better straighten out. And you say, whoa. Who does he think he is? As long as it's the Bible. That's why I try to get a big one in the pulpit to protect me. But once we lose any confidence in this book, it's over. Sell this place and give it to somebody that does. 
I don't want to be just in the people business. I want to be in the Word of God business. This is what's going to last right here. And that brings us to the end of our time today here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Closing out our program, I'd like to leave you with our contact information, especially in light of the fact that this is a listener-supported ministry. And as you contact us, not only with prayer support, but financial support as well, we're able to continue the ministry, not just on Sundays, but Monday through Friday as well here on KFAX. Please prayerfully consider that as you contact us today with your gift, 855 855- 833-9864 is our phone number. Again, that's 855-833-9864. Or write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And another way to contact us, probably the easiest, is through our website, valleybible.org. It's there that you can even take advantage of our secure online donations. You can also take advantage of the many resource materials we have available for your growth and walk in Christ. Again, valleybible.org. It's there that we also have a bit more information about who we are and what we believe and directions if you would like to join us for worship. Service times are at 9 and 11 this morning, and we'd love to see you face-to-face. And don't forget, as you partner with us financially and become a TFT sustainer, you'll receive a quarterly newsletter, a -a once-a-year special gift, along with access to Take a Break, which is the weekly devotional video by Pastor Phil. Find out more at valleybible.org or call 855-833-9864, and then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.